Hello everyone, this is the young adult group at the Living Spring Harrisburg called College and Career Connections. Here, we study God's Word as it practically applies to our daily lives. We take a discovery approach to the study, and so we discuss the insights God gives us by His Holy Spirit. We are glad you are able to tune in today, and we pray that the Spirit of God will minister to your situation as you listen to His Word. Get your heart set for the Word. Listen and be blessed. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, <clears throat> and ye shall seek, and ye shall seek me, and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Mm. Okay. okay, you seek, you seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Okay, all right. Verse twenty one and twenty two of Timothy seven Timothy two. Can I say? If a man therefore purge himself from these. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also you to lust, will follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Mm. Okay. So what does it mean to have a pure heart? What does it mean to be pure in heart? Can anybody tell us from your perspective? You know, the Holy Spirit is telling you different things right now. So I want you to share with, with us what is what does it mean to be pure in heart? Um, I can say so. Okay. Um, to your heart for your heart to be clean, to not be filled up with anger, malice, not even to desire revenge. Mm. Um Hoping and wishing the best for others, mm. and um, and also, yeah, hoping and wishing the best for others, and seeing see the, um yeah, hoping and wishing the best for others, and also it goes with um having like keeping preventing certain things from outside to like taking your heart, so guarding your heart also. Mm. Well, okay. All right, so having a clean heart, you know, that's free from malice, free from revenge, free from from evil wishes, right? But also wishes people well and is guarded from pollution, right? Yeah, and having mercy and grace as well. And being merciful and being gracious too. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anybody else? Um, being pure to me is like the definition says not to have any contaminations. Mm-hmm. So it's like with they're purifying something, like they have to remove anything that's not a that um, like they, if they want, like let's say if they want like pure gold, they have to make sure they remove everything else no from me. Yes. So having a pure heart, um, just like I now say, like guard yourself from any malice. Remove all that from your heart. Mm. So it's uncontaminated from any debris, anything that, that, that looks like malice, looks like 
um, like evil, basically, right? Okay, thank you very much. Okay, so from everything we've, we've heard now, you know, it looks like you're saying a pure heart is a heart that is untainted. A pure heart is a heart that's uncontaminated. A pure heart is one that is undefiled, that is unbiased, and that is unadulterated. So, for example, when, when you say, yes, thank you very much, Ashani, you said, our hearts may be clean and not dirty with sin. Exactly. So when you say undefiled, we're talking about, you know, something that is that is free from contamination, like uh, like a gown, exactly. How many, of, how many of you have seen a wedding gown or have have been, I know some people will be seeing wedding gowns, you know, very soon. <laughs> Jano, say. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but you know, it's 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 a beautiful thing when you see a wedding gown, white, you know, with the different types of, of designs that could possibly, you know, be on that wedding gown. And whenever you, you want you want to take that wedding gown to the altar, you have an idea that this gown, I must not spill coffee on it, even though I like coffee. Hmm? I must not spill anything on this gown because I I want this gown to represent the beauty and you know the splendor and all the you know all those beautiful things. I don't want anything to spill on this gown. So defilement will look like something that reduces the value or makes it less desirable than it should be. Let's put it that way. Do we agree? Uh, yes, I would say um, in terms of defilement, like what you said, you know, in fact, as soon as I said defilement, the scripture that came to my mind was just said, it will all come from the heart that defiles. Yes. So out of the heart comes, you know, the seed for so many things that we see today, even in the world that are not um, right and things that are unpleasing to God. That's correct. So in that heart, if imagine, imagine, imagine having a, a a vessel, right? You know, you can you you can have a let's put it this way. Jesus was when he, when he was giving that parable and he said, "You people are washing the outside of the cup, but you don't care about the inside of the cup." You know that we we ought to take care of what's inside as the primary um, task. Before we now talk about taking care of what is of what is on the outside, and what Jesus was saying there is, what is inside is actually what makes that particular thing valuable. Let's let's put it that way. And for example, a, a water pot that is beautiful, but is unable to carry clean water, is it still useful? Not very much, so, right? All right, so. Let's let's um, let's look at other definition. Untainted. What does meaning of what's meaning of untainted? What's what's the meaning of a taint? Yeah, what's the meaning of spot? Say again. Without spot. Yes, without spots. Without a, a, a selfish. Without a selfish 
bias or without it like um let's let's put it this way when when the bible says we are looking we are we're, we're looking to worship god you know in spirit and in truth and with, with all of our minds our hearts you know he's asking us to come without any selfish bias anything that that looks like like that we're seeking personal gain mm-hmm. you know so the question I, I wanted to ask all of you or all of us we're just for reflection is why are you seeking God if you look at Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 it says those who seek me with all of their hearts will find me those who speak with all of their hearts. So obviously, first of all, we've talked about dirt, right? We don't, you cannot find God if you have a dirty heart, right? But when, now we're talking about about other selfish things that might be in our hearts that will limit our ability to find God even as we are going about our search for Him. So what what, what kind of selfish biases can can we see today in in our in our in 21st century, in 2020, what? Somebody should give us examples. What are some? Some? Yeah. Feel free to share if you. Wait, rephrase that question. You use the word that I'm not. I don't understand what you mean. Okay. What are some selfish? Like, what are some personal biases or reasons why we seek God? I'll give you an example. Right. So. Certain people seek God, okay, a classic example, like when they are between, now nobody should feel slighted because maybe it might, it might look like you or whatever, but I'm not pointing anything else. But, you know, there are certain people that maybe in their, in their younger years, they don't seek out God. Maybe they are now over a certain age and maybe they've not gotten enough proposals or whatever. And so now they come to church you know, saying ah, at least I will get those bounds, you know, if I if I go a wife, you know, if I go to church. So that kind of person, would you think that they will be able to find God with that kind of personal bias? No. Certainly not, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's just one that that might be a little far from us, maybe for whatever reasons. But are we seeking are we seeking him in pure, with a pure motivation, with a, with a heart that is not, is not seeking anything for ourselves. We just want to glorify God. We just want to give, we just want to, to be the best representation of, of, of all that Christ wants us to be. You know? Are we... I also, I also think that, um, sorry, I also think that the idea of calling, <clears throat> excuse me, the idea of even a pure heart, apart from personal bias, um, because um, I remember listening to a message and so the preacher was saying, why do you need the job? Really ask yourself why you really want the job. Why are you asking God to give you this particular position or give you this particular car or this access? Because sometimes underlining our desires are selfish reasons that we've probably not even identified Mm -hmm. or things that you've carried over the years. Like you probably saw that 
you know, for you to be able to f- get a particular status or be looked at in a certain way, mm-hmm. you have to have a Benz, a Mercedes Benz, for example. Ah, and so 2020. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we can. And so, and so, you're asking God, oh God, I want a Mercedes Benz. Meanwhile, you need a car. Okay, God, provide me a car. <laughs> but in your mind, you're thinking Mercedes Benz, and you're putting yourself under this pressure. I know people that. This is from experience of a person that was looking for a job. And the person was saying, Oh, I want a job with Apple or Microsoft. And if and I'm Apple like, or Microsoft, then it's, it's not. And I'm like, Okay, why don't you ask God for a good job? Because God can give you a job with another consulting company and you'll be any times two of what your mates are earning in Apple. And you will still have peace of mind. And you will still, like, you know, be what God has called you to be, but this person was just like, oh, it has to be this particular level because the person has seen it that if I start from Apple, then that means I will end up like getting more money and I would like start my, I would um kind of mapping out your life for yourself, mm. you know, but relying on God, trusting in him and really looking at your motive um, is one is one way of calling God out of a pure heart. The other thing that I wanted to say is, sorry, the other thing is about this idea of being sanctified because God is a God of purity. Whether we like it or not, in this 21st century, if we really want to see God's hand in our lives, and I mean genuinely, like after, after we've after we've tried all our best, you know, to seek God, and you're wondering, why am I not hearing God? Why is it that it's only when I go to church I feel God's presence? You need to check your life. Check your environment. Check what you're doing. And ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. Because the Bible says that, um, I think there's a scripture in Psalm 24. Mm-hmm. It says, who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Mm-hmm. And who shall stand in his holy place? He that had a clean heart and has not lifted up his soul unto vanity. So those are the definitions of, of a person that is pure. You have a clean heart. Yes. Is it clean heart or clean hand? I, I'm trying to pull up that scripture. But you must not have lifted up your soul to vanity. Meaning that you're not trusting a man. You're not trusting in your ability. Or you don't even have biases as earlier mentioned. Yes, yes. Yes, thank, thank you very much. Also, Ashani pointed out that people see God when only when they have hard times, you know, or when they are looking for something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, for for example, you you just mentioned about somebody who wants a job or whatever. So when they were having the when they had a job, for example, maybe God gave them a fantastic job. They didn't actually have time for God, but now maybe they they were about to be fired or about. Mm-hmm. Now they begin to pray and begin to seek God. God obviously will come through because of who He is, you know, and because of His own covenant and plans with that person. But it just reminds us of the, our approach to 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 God. It should not be from a, an ATM perspective, you know. That's that's also something that I think. Yeah, thank you, Ashani. We have to seek him continually. Thank you. Okay, so I also want, I think that we also need to note that um, when we talk about pure, it's unbiased. That's, I think we talked about bias in one way when we talked about our our desires, but I'm thinking about it when it comes to our, our beliefs. 
You know, you say you said you are you are seeking for God. First of all, you don't really you, God is multi-dimensional. And so he doesn't only function or fit into a box. So if you are looking for God and you have a box, you check it up, okay, uh, the one that parted Red Sea, I've seen it. You know, I'm looking for that particular one that 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 give mana. And you, and you say if it doesn't give mana, it is not God. You know? So those are some of the 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 the, the pre, some of the preconceived notions. Okay, for example, God that did something for A, the God that that provided one of this or that blessing for that person, you know, he he's the same God that can do it for me. But notice that he might not do it the same way he did it for that person when he's doing yours. And so that 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 ability to just leave the leave the work into him and have him work the way he chooses to work in your case it becomes where our 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 attention needs to be does it make do you understand so that that's for example that that could be one of the things that can limit our ability to see god because it says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god so he's not just see God in, 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 in his on his throne because he's holy, obviously. When God is holy, we have to be holy too to be able to access him. But for him to now be able to manifest his presence in our lives, first of all, we need to first of all free ourselves of dirt, things that are not conducive for his um, for his presence. A good example is what Phineas said. She said, if you are not seeing God's presence in your in your vicinity, maybe only in your in your church when you, is when you find God. Maybe you should check your environment. Maybe your environment is not conducive for the presence of God. Maybe there are things that that you need to draw. Maybe there are things that you need to sacrifice. Maybe there are things that you need to let go of. Now the Bible talks about weights and whatever or or, or, or things that easily beset. Different things that can taint our ability to really connect need to be dropped so that our environment is conducive for his presence. I, I, I remember the, 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 I think the Bible says in, um, in Psalms chapter 51, that, that when we pray that prayer, creates me a clean heart. You are first of all taking care of the internal things, but now there are some things around you that feed into your spirit that can limit your ability to then connect with God. And so I think that we all need to just take that very seriously going forward. You know, what are the kinds of music you are listening to that would eventually feed into your spirit? What are the kind of things that you watch? What are the kinds of things that we 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 learn? And an example is in relationships today, um, Many people miss the power of God because they don't realize the hmm, Holy Spirit help me. Many people miss the power of God because the world has already conditioned us to a certain approach. I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. So in a, in a relationship with somebody who you are meeting, God is bringing somebody your way for a reason, right? But because of our preconditioning, we are conditioned to Instead of looking at somebody as a brother, we are looking at somebody as, as in a sexual way, right? 
Mm. Now, if instead of looking at somebody in as a sister, you're looking at person as a, in a sexual way or in a central, central, let's let's call it central. And so the the work that God has brought that person to do in your life, whatever situation it is that God brought you together for, because of the the the, the things that we, we have been conditioned to, we have we have a difficulty then connecting with that purpose. And so we find you find many many times we abuse certain relationships or we abuse certain certain connections because we are not in tune with the spirit of God in 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 that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just think uh, yes. Um I also wanted to make a point about having a pure heart also means to lack motive and also giving up control of something. I feel like when you don't have a pure heart, your hand is on something, whether that be like um, your hand, like your hand being in anger, you are like, you're holding on to, you know, some type of anger and the willingness, the unwillingness to let go of it doesn't even allow good things to come. So for example, or even like, um, having your hand on on pride or um, wanting to like to be the best. By the time that you know you get to a place, maybe you've been blessed, um, you start losing your why because it's not from a pure place. Mm-hmm. And I know I really, I really like what Anil said because I was still looking at this scripture, um, Psalm twenty four verse four. It says, "He that had clean hands." And I know it's talking about your hand. So there's something that your hand is doing that is related to your purity. That's right. And I'm like, this is, I, I like the fact that you mentioned that because what are you doing with your hand? What do you have your hands in? What What, what have you put your hands into? I really like that. Thank you, Anel. And that's, and that's the truth. What are we putting our hands into? You see some people yeah. that, that would... Um, you know, they're into some fraudulent things or just, you know, associating, you know, your hands are things that you do. You are maybe associating with people that are, that are not in the will of God. You have friends that are sinful, but you say, oh, I, I'm the preacher among them. But my friends are sinful. Your, your hands are not clean, whether you like it or not, you know. So making sure your hands are clean, that's a practical definition of purity. Yeah, I like that example you said. They even said, um, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on pleasures. Mm-hmm. And that's important because um, say that even going back to generosity example, some people, they pray for, you know, a certain outer appearance and maybe they pay for a certain outer appearance or characteristic in someone that they desire maybe that's not even god's will for them because they focus on that desire maybe even the character like the character of that like the person that you're looking for um along with the outside um the let's see the outside characteristic you're looking for plus the character does not match you Mm -hmm. and it's not good for you but you're praying with the wrong motive Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. See that 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 point that you both raised, uh, I think is very important because when we talk about bias, if God is giving you something, you cannot have an idea. You, you are not supposed to come with a preconceived idea of what it should look like. 
Because if you come with a bias in your heart, you will not see the hand of God moving. You will just be abusing everything God is doing. You'll be abusing in the sense of the word abuse, like misusing, or even like physically with your mouth, you'll be castigating the blessing that God is bringing. For example, I, I think you said something, um, a good example. You say you're looking for physical characteristics, right? And this brother or this sister doesn't have all the things on your list, right? You want a tall guy. This one is not tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you want a chocolate dark and handsome. This one is 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 is, is very short. And, and and But the package that God has included in him matches yours perfectly. But because the physical package... Now, I have the question. Does God not give people what they want? I think Anel already talked about it. The question is, what is your... Um, God has the plan for your life. And if you're asking outside his will, then your will and his will clash. It, yeah, they will they will contradict each other. So yeah. you have to... Um, one of the things I remember, this was something I learned a long time ago, and then I used to say, God, I don't even want to waste my time desiring something that you don't want for That's me. That's out of your will, yeah. Let me just, like, let your will be my will. Superimpose your will on my will so that I don't waste emotions, you know, fantasizing about things. Um, I, 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 one of the things that I think today, really, I think, not that I think about it, I don't think it was the best, you know. I used to read all these romance novels when I was younger because I had, you know, access to them and they didn't do me any good. I have friends today that those those books have messed up their head and they're still, they're still ripping <laughs> the fruit of that, mm-hmm. of that, um, you know, of that of that journey. So you put ideas in your head that are not God's will, and then you find it difficult to yield. Mm. There's a problem with that. Why? Why? Why is it? Why? I have a question though. When it comes to when it comes to yielding, right? Why is it important to yield to God's will? Just just in two two sentences, if you can say, why is it important to yield to God's will? Just Okay, to summarize, if if we are able to yield, oh, sharing up here, go on. Um, so I I wanted to answer your first question, like um, if God gives us what we want, um, I think God gives us what we need, not necessarily what we want, because He can see what we 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 need even even before we ourselves acknowledge that, and. Um, and sometimes, uh, and your other question of why we should yield to God's way is because He knows what's best for us. You know, we like as the as we discussed, we we look on the outside what we need at the moment, but He He can see a full picture of what we will need even in ten years to come. Oh, no. So yeah, so that's why we should trust Him and know that he knows what's best for us all right thank you whenever we settle for anything that is less than god that that is different from what god is giving us we end up lesser we end up lesser than god had planned for us so that's just one very important point to take now lastly when when it talks about 
the blessing being they will see God. I think it's also important to note that we don't need to seek God and other things concurrently. I'll give you an example. You know, in, how many of you have, have cooked? How many of you have cooked rice and stew on the, on the, maybe side by side on the fire, right? Rice and maybe a soup, maybe not stew. But the spoon they are using to cook the stew, can you use it to stir the rice? No. Why? Because then you get stew in the rice. Exactly, and that's not the intention, right? Good. So, no. So there's a there's a place for dedicated pursuit of of of, of God that keeps us pure. Does that make sense? There's a place where we need to keep our focus strictly on following God, and then He will give us the desires of our heart. The psalmist said it clearly: "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will do what? Give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in God, and He will give you what it is that you are." Matthew 6.33 says it clearly, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things. But then, when we find ourselves seeking God and also seeking this one, we cannot, we will not, first of all, we are not going to be able to find God that way. And we are not also going to be able to really do the, the chasing of the other thing properly. Because if you look at it, when the world is talking about, about chasing this money, they will do anything. But you being a Christian, you cannot do anything, just anything. Is that true? You being a Christian, you have a conscience. You have things that you said are no-no for you. So whenever you, you, you are compromising just to get it ahead, you are still going to end up much less than you would if you went all out evil. So if you are evil, be evil. If you are good, be good. If you are going to be pure and stay with Jesus, let your dedication to God, your sanctification, be pure, be sure. And if you want to be with those that are doing things of the world, just go all out. Don't do it half and half. Because first of all, you are not going to be successful in the things of the world because you are not going to do it as bad as the people that do bad things do. And you're not going to be as good as those that do good things in the kingdom. So why do, why do you want to have double jeopardy? Does that make sense? So that's a, that's a word for all of us. If you would stay with God and be pure, then you will see God. But if you choose to do half and half mixtures, you are not going to see God and you are still not going to be successful on the other, on the other side too. So... Really, I want us to say something about what you just um, said about seeing God and staying with God. So I, I don't know about any one of you, but something I see about the generation that we are right now is this idea of we're always in a hurry, you know, impatience. When we are asking God for something, if I ask God for one month, after that, the lifespan of that <laughs> that request is already becoming... It's already becoming too long. We don't know how to tarry. We don't know how to wait on God. And of course, Satan has alternatives. He has sharp, sharp methods that Get have a way of... Eh? What do you say? Uh-huh. He, has a, he has another alternative. And the truth is, when we are praying, 
or we're asking God or we're seeking him, remember that we should only seek him for himself and not seek him because you're like, ah, God, if you don't answer me in one month, Satan already has alternatives or all. If you don't do this for me, quick. Yeah. yeah. If you don't do this for me, ah, that means I will have to do this. Like you already have your backup plan. That's not the way yeah. to go. You know, seek him for who he is and wait for his hand because <laughs> sometimes the Lord will try you. I, I'm speaking from a spirit that like he will try you to know, like he wants to see where your heart is. Mm. He wants to see whether you are dedicated to him. He wants to see how far you can wait. Mm. And truly, when he comes, he comes big. That's right. But you reward I, all the time that you've waited. Exactly. So we have to be patient in seeking him and knowing that when we seek him, we'll find him. And we cannot be comparing ourselves with the world while we're seeking him. We cannot be, like you said, focus on God and leave every other thing. If you know you want to seek him. Mm, I love what Fenose said. I wanted to add one more thing. Is that okay, Genose? Go on. Yeah. yeah. Our Bible study from, I think, two weeks ago said, Blessed are those who um, hunger and thirst after righteousness. And I love what she said because uh, you, you, we want to be quickened. We want a quick, like a quick snack. Mm-hmm. We don't want to wait. Yes. We don't want to, we, like, even the idea of keeping God's word on our hearts instead of us, uh, you know, because, you know, God's way is like, the, is you know, way, truth, and life. Like us not keeping God's word, we're always looking for snacks, quick snacks, everything. So we end up settling for everything, whether it be a job, whether it be where we should live, whether it be like the friends we surround ourselves with, whether it be like the people that the partners are supposed to have in life. That thing becomes a habit. Yes. Mm. Lord, you help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. I think this is a very great point for us to pray. We're talking about the, the, the scriptural verse, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, where it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So I want every one of us to just shut your eyes wherever you are and, and say, Father, thank you for the, for the opportunity to be reminded how I ought to seek you with your pure heart, how I ought to how I ought to relate with you in a pure with pure heart, with a sanctified heart, with a, an unbiased heart, an untainted heart, an undefiled heart. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I want to seek you with with an unadulterated heart, an unbiased heart. Help me to search for you in truth. Help me to search for you in purity of, of, of intentions, in purity of heart, so that I will find you and I will not miss you when you are coming my way in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, for every one of us here. Thank you for your word that has taught us today how we ought to seek you from a pure heart. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us to be with you all the way, to go all the way with you and not do or get into mixtures. Help us not to get into half and halves. We don't want you and anything else. We want you and only you, oh God. And we desire, oh God, that you be the preoccupation, the 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 the, the, the thing that fills our heart morning, noon, and night, oh God. That to do your will becomes our will. To do your bidding becomes our obedience. To do your desire becomes our desire, oh God. Thank you, Father, because you heard us, O oh God. We commit this week into your hands. We thank you because you are going ahead of us. 
You're bringing us into our well-watered gardens. You're bringing us into our high places. You're bringing us into our our solid places, oh God, where we are we are a blessing to everyone that comes our way, oh God. Thank you because this is our week. We are going in your name. Nothing stands in our way and, and succeeds. We are going through and coming in your name. Thank you because you heard us, oh God. If there's anyone who is who is currently going through whatever sickness, whatever affliction, whatever infirmity, I speak to you in the name of Jesus and I decree healing upon your body. Let the power of God flow to you now from your from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Begin to do what you could not do before. Get up from that bed of affliction and receive your healing. Let strength come to those bones. Let strength come to those 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 body parts in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've heard us, O oh God. Receive all the praise and thanks today. We ask for your Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, you are the one that empowers us to do your will. You are the one that empowers us to be able to please you. We cannot be humble without you. We cannot seek you without having to seek you in spirit. We cannot. We cannot please you. We cannot. We cannot be humble. We cannot. We cannot be merciful. We cannot do all these things by our strength. And so, Heavenly Father, we ask for your help. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Spirit of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen.